Okay, let's get to the story behind the song and we're delighted to be joined by uh, Joe Donnelly on Mario's Sunday Roast. Hi, Joe, how are you? Mario, I'm not too bad. How are you keeping? Good. How are you doing during the lockdown, Joe? Ah, you know, demented. I, I heard an ad there, uh, one, of, one of the ads during the break, and it was... Uh, a dad character talking to a son character and it's like oh are you trying to get your children to do loads of really wholesome things during the lockdown and uh, yeah it's a good ad because that'll that'll speak to a lot of people so yeah I'm kind of going through that as well with homeschooling you know yeah all right well listen Joe you're on today to tell us the story behind the song what is the band and what is the song well, the song is connected, and the band are Stereo MCs. And um, this recently, this song was used in an episode. It featured an episode of The Last Dance, which is the Michael Jordan and the Chicago Bulls documentary that's doing really well on Netflix. And I thought to myself, I, I know there's a lot more behind that song, um, and it, there's a good story to tell. Um, I don't know if you've watched The Last Dance, but you could certainly add that to your list of yeah, recommendations. Yeah, I watched the first two episodes. So, how many have there been, and how many have you watched, and have you enjoyed it? There's, I, as far as I know, there's 10 and uh, I've two left and it's brilliant. There's two, there's two reasons why The Last Dance is so good. The first is because like those rare documentaries and um, it's the footage, the, the footage and the access to the central characters is just incredible. Um, I'm sure you might have seen the documentaries, the documentary films by Asif Kapadia. So he did um, Amy, the documentary on Amy Winehouse and Senna. Yeah and the, the Maradona documentary. And after a while, and this is a testament to how good they are, after a while you forget that this is actual, this is footage that was recorded at the time. Um, it, you know, the, it, the story is told so well, but it's, the footage is just astonishing. You're going, mm. how did they get that access? So that's the thing about The Last Dance, is that it, it really is behind closed doors and stuff that you never thought you would you would see. And then the second reason why it's so good is like any good sports drama any good story about a sporting thing you don't have to be into the sport at all to enjoy it um the last dance is full of heroes and villains and it's just a brilliant story you'll you'll be captivated by it yeah um, the and character for it connected featured so on an episode of it that's right it was one of the episodes where uh, jordan was playing or the team jordan the t jordan and the other lads who were on the team <laughs> they were they were playing against the new york knicks and as often happens in the last dance, Michael Jordan got a bit annoyed that they weren't winning in better style, and there was a grudge. And uh, there was just a lovely montage of him scoring a lot of baskets, and uh, connected was on it. And I thought to myself, now there's a song that, like, you know, that it was released in 1992 uh, from the album of the same name, and it's just an absolutely huge song from an album that I think people might you might forget, and I forgot. It was such a huge album; it was so big. For a British hip hop band, they were the first British hip hop band to trouble the the United States oh. Billboard Top 100. They had a top ten hit in the United States with Connected, and back in 1992, if you have a top ten hit in the United States, you know you've made it. You know it's huge. Uh, you know that that's your that's your career made. So, for a, a, a couple of lads, for a band from you know inner inner city London from Brixton, mm. uh, this was really quite an achievement. Um, just to go back a little bit before we get to the song connected, the, the band were kind of bedroom DJs before bedroom DJs were a thing. This was like six or seven years before uh, Norman Cook became Fat Boy Slim, mm. um, you know, and, and, and had global success with his his style of music. These guys were doing it six or seven years before. So it was, it was Rob Birch and Nick Hallam. They were the two main guys uh, with Stereo MCs. They'd done a bit of work with U2 and the Jungle Brothers. They'd done some remix stuff like that. Um, but they made this album in the summer of 92 called Connected. And 
at the time, the UK, it was it was a strange kind of place. So they were still living with the legacy of kind of the, the, the Brixton riots, um, the poll tax protests. Uh, Thatcher was was uh, replaced in 1990 by, by John Major. So it was a kind of a transition period. But, I mean, in terms of, of, of social stuff, there was still a lot of tensions between the black community in Brixton and the police. There was police brutality, all that sort of thing. And at the same time, musically, you had got, you know, the Happy Mondays. Uh, it was the tail end of the Manchester scene. Um, the, the rave scene as well was kind of petering out. So people were looking for something a bit new and different. And the Stereo MCs provided that. Um, they were a band that were hard to categorize because they were a kind of a hybrid band. Uh, you know, they had elements of indie rock, they had elements of hip hop and rap. And it was kind of, it was funny because back then you, you had to fix yourself to a tribe. You had to join a tribe. You couldn't, you couldn't like both. Do you know what I mean, Mario? Mm. You couldn't be into rap and hip hop and be into indie rock. You yeah, know, Rob, of. Rob Birch from the band says, quote here, rap purists wouldn't dig us as we weren't straight up rap. We weren't an indie group or a rock group. We were a bit of everything. Nobody could put their finger on us. Exactly. That's exactly it. Um, and that, that was part of their appeal. They're, their, their hard-to-pin-down genre was, was part of their appeal, and they were a crossover band, much like The Prodigy would become. At the same, actually, in the same, at the very same time, Prodigy released their first album, Experience, which wasn't quite mainstream, um, but the album Connected by Stereo MCs definitely paved the way mm. for The Prodigy to enjoy a lot more mainstream success, and, as I said, the likes of Fatboy Slim. Mm. So it was, um, yeah, so it was during the summer of 92 they recorded this album. There's a lot of stuff going on a lot of, you know, social unrest, that kind of thing, but also a kind of a positive spirit as well. Mm. And these two guys, they were idealists. Rob Birch in particular, he was an idealist. And he rapped about people getting on and, and not being blind to social ills mm. and, you know, be true to yourself. And look, you, you could kind of say it's a kind of bit cliched and a bit whatever, but in fairness, he, he was very sincere. There's lots of interviews with him um, and to this day, he still speaks very proudly of his his lyrics and, and what the band were about. And I like that. There's an authenticity to it. Mm. The song itself um, connected. And this is this is what I really love about this. Um, people will, when you play it now in a few minutes, people, you know, if they haven't heard it in a while, go, oh, yeah, brilliant. I love this. It's a great groove. It's such a it's such a cool groove that you immediately sort of tap your foot or nod your head. But like so many big songs, it uses a sample. And the sample that they use was a relatively obscure song by uh, an American musician, a disco, a disco guy called Jimmy Bohorn. Okay, and let's the have, song is called. We, we have a clip of that. Yeah, What's the song called? Lover. Let me be your yeah. lover. Yeah. 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 There it so, is. You know, there it is. I mean, you're kind of going, wow. I mean, the stereo MCs, they, they took that, uh, they looped it. Nick Hallam, he looped it. Um, and and that was that that became pretty much the whole song. There was a few little touches here and there, uh, backing vocals and, and uh, Rob's uh, rapping over it. But that is essentially the song. That is absolutely the song, and it's just looped. And Jimmy Bohorn, like I said, he's, he was a, a, a disco guy, uh, big in the 70s, 
Um, not not as big, obviously, as the Bee Gees or, or Chic or you know Nile Rodgers that kind of stuff. That's still a great song, by the way. The Let Me Be Your Lover. You could play that at, at an Irish wedding and people would go mad, yeah. even if they didn't know. But here's the interesting thing: the song itself, "Let Me Be Your Lover" by Jimmy Bohorn, it was produced and written. The music was produced and written by Casey and the Sunshine Band. So that's Harry, Harry Wayne Casey and Richard Finch. Uh, they, you, you know, you do know Casey and the Sunshine Band, yep. hugely popular. Yeah, seventies disco band. Awful. Na 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 na. Yes. No. Stop. Stop. Please. <laughs> yeah, that was "Give It Up," uh, a song which still every time I hear it today, I don't know, it just reminds me of early eighties in Ireland. That was big in the charts, and it was for some reason it was. I remember camping in Wexford with my family. I was a kid. And all that stuff was in uh, Thompson Twins and, uh, you know, Limal and Bananarama. And that song. Kajagoogoo. Why is that song? Yeah, Kajagoogoo, yeah. Joe, I, I, Joe really I think you've nearly told us all about it now. I think it's just time to use your um, best DJing yeah. voice, Joe Donnelly, and take Absolutely. it away and introduce this great song. Here we are with a brilliant, brilliant song from 1992. Stereo MCs, this is Connected on Today FM. 